Welcome to the drdavidmarlin.com Stable Science Podcast. I'm Dr. David Marlin, and along with a great team of experts, I'm helping horse owners and riders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. In these podcasts, we will discuss science-led research, technology, information, and advice to help you care for your horses so they may live healthier, happier, and longer lives. To support the podcast and all our research and science for horses, go to our website, www.drdavidmarlin.com, and to learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi. So this is a short webinar on a cold therapy or cryotherapy. And ice at cold is something we use a lot with horses, but... You may have seen there's been a lot of uh, contention about the use of ice uh, in human medicine. And so we thought it'd be good to review uh, the use of cold therapy in horses. So what we're talking about is usually, uh, but not always, the use of cold on legs. And this can be through something as uh, simple as an ice boat or uh, by cold water hosing. And it's not a new idea. Uh, the Egyptians appeared to understand that cold was beneficial in certain situations. And uh, going through history, there's been different examples of understanding of the importance of cold. For example, Hippocrates uh, <clears throat> used cold for swelling and pain relief. Uh, monks used cold for pain relief uh, in around 1000 AD. And uh, there was a surgeon, Dr. James Arnott, who used cold for local anesthesia, uh, killing off uh, infected tissue, treatment of acne, neuralgia, and even for headache. And that was in the 1800s. Now, what we're not talking about here, because this would be a totally separate uh, discussion, is whole body cryotherapy. Um, and <clears throat> this is 
used in, in people, has become popular in people. It is also used with horses. And we don't know a huge amount about this. Uh, there was a paper published a few years ago uh, from a Polish group about uh, the potential use of uh, whole body cryotherapy in horses. And it really, as I say, it's still something we don't know if this is really beneficial. Uh, a lot of companies have made a lot of money out of selling these devices, uh, but we really don't have any good uh, in data on whether or information on, on how useful this is. And we're not talking here about the use of cryotherapy uh, in, in treatment of, for example, uh, warts. So just, just to be clear, so we're not talking about warts in people, we're not talking about sarcoids in horses. What we are talking about is the use of cold, and this can range anywhere from as, as low as minus 25 to plus 15. Uh, typically, we're talking, I guess, most commonly in the range sort of minus 5 to plus 5. Um, and it, it, we're talking about local application rather than, as we said, whole body. And often we're talking about the, the lower limbs. And the reason the use of ice in particular has become contentious uh, is because for many years we've been used to this acronym RICE, uh, how to treat or manage acute injuries. So rest, ice, compression, elevation. And this has become uh, a mainstay for many physios and medics uh, and, and, and people in different sport this is how everyone pretty much would treat an acute injury particularly for example an ankle strain but this all changed um well actually it didn't change <laughs> it did change ultimately but this started with a, a medic called gabe merkin <coughs> and uh he really was the first one who's credited with the development of this rice acronym now it's not quite as straightforward as that because there was a paper uh, that was published a year before uh, Gabe Merkin's book, which talked about uh, rest, elevation, application of ice and compression. Um, it's just that uh, AJ Ryan didn't put it into the acronym RICE. Gabe Merkin did and Gabe Merkin became famous um, <clears throat> or shall we, maybe we'll see infamous as well. So, the publications on rice didn't really start until the sort of late 90s, but then there's been so many different publications on rest, ice, compression, elevation. And there's also in recent years become uh, a, a whole anti-rice campaign. And you see things, why you shouldn't rice, stop doing this, why rice is wrong, rice is outdated, rest, ice, compression debunked. And of course, when we see this, we should always be a little bit suspicious. Now, the anti-rice, if you like, movement came about, about from uh, a guy called Gary Rinal. And you can see there, he says in his book, icing is wrong. Um, and what's really interesting is that Gary Rinal isn't a medic. Gary Rinal isn't a scientist. Uh, if you look at this, this is talking about uh, Gary Rinal. They call him the anti-ice man. Um, and Gary Rinal, you can read it for yourself, spent nearly 40 years in the sports medicine field. Um, 
groundbreaking senior strength building protocol, uh, authored two previous books. Um, but, but Gary isn't a medic. Gary isn't a scientist. And what Gary is famous for is developing or being involved in the development of a system called the H-Wave. And H-Wave is uh, what Gary Rinal promoted as an alternative to using rest, ice, compression, elevation for the management of injuries. Now, that should set alarm bells ringing. Um, there's really only a, couple, a few papers on, on the H-Wave and uh, relatively few papers. And Gary Rinal, as you can see, is an author on this one here, which is actually a case report. It's not even a full uh, paper. Um, and again, you can see that Gary Rinal is a, a minor author on this one, on the H-Wave as well. And this calls, this anti-rice campaign caused Gabe Merkin uh, to effectively retract his recommendation, rest ice uh, compression elevation. Um, and it's, a, it's a, a concern because this appears to be a social media driven rather than a scientific driven, uh, should we say, campaign. And it's led to, you know, articles in fairly well recognized and, and high profile journals such as the Sport Journal. Um, this was a paper from a couple of years ago. The Rice Protocol is a Myth, a Review and Recommendations. And so I kind of have this feeling that the, the anti-rice campaign is a bit of a bandwagon. And what I wanted to do was look behind it and see how much evidence is there for anti-rice. Um, and is it justified or are we being misled? So the question is, is rice wrong? Well, uh, rest probably actually is wrong. Uh, there's an increasing amount of evidence that uh, controlled movement uh, of in certain types of injuries in the early stages, such as ankle sprains, is beneficial to more rapid recovery and return to normal function. And what we did actually on the back of this was Julian Tabor and I uh, asked a group of physios about... Uh, their use of ice um, and and or rice shall we say in the use in animal patients so we asked um, various questions about how they approached acute injuries and, and starting with the rest part and majority said uh, controlled exercise at all stages or complete rest in the acute stage only then controlled exercise very few now recommended uh, complete rest in beyond the acute stage <clears throat> so we're happy with rest now the uh, a, a complete rest is not being necessarily a good option what the next issue is is the objections to ice and these are some of the objections that have been uh, stated over the years local vasoconstriction suppression of inflammatory response the fact that blood vessels, vessels supposedly remain constricted even if ice is removed. Uh, rebound vasodilation, that's rebound when the ice is put on. It reduces blood flow. 
when you take it off, you get a massive dilation of the blood vessels and a huge blood flow. Uh, but then also arguments to say it reduces blood flow and that reduced blood flow leads to tissue death and permanent nerve damage, um, increased lymphatic permeability, delays to recovery, and that it causes additional tissue damage. And as I say, the, the area probably that rice uh, has been most investigated in human medicine has been in ankle sprains, um, and these are graded in severity um, and it, it's a it's a common injury uh, and therefore not surprising that it's been fairly extensively studied and this was a um, basically a, a paper looking at the evidence for rest ice compression and elevation in the treatment of ankle sprains in adults it was about 10 years ago um, they found 24 eligible trials. This is what's called a systematic review. It's a review in a specific way to look at all the possible evidence. Um, they found that only 11 trials and 868 patients could be included, less than half of the trials. And their conclusion was that there is insufficient evidence available from randomized controlled trials to determine the relative effectiveness of rice. So that's not saying it's good, but it's not saying it's bad either. And here's uh, another one. Um, basically, this is another paper. Uh, this one was more recently from 2018. Um, the, the main one here I want to highlight is the second one. Care should be taken with non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug usage after an ankle sprain. They may be used to reduce pain and swelling, but uses is not without complication and non-steroidal anti-inflammatories may suppress the natural healing process. And what a lot of people have, have extrapolated that is really, well, could that be the same uh, in terms of cryotherapy? Because cryotherapy uh, is used to suppress swelling uh, and suppress pain, uh, but may also be having a similar sort of effect as non-steroidals. So uh, here's another paper. Uh, this one was 2019. Historically, clinicians have applied the principle of rest, ice, compression, and elevation therapy near universally. However, the evidence supporting this approach is limited. Nonetheless, the use of rice therapy is a reasonable intervention in the acute phase of ankle sprain for short-term symptomatic pain control to facilitate early mobilization. So this is saying rest isn't good, but it's not saying that ice is bad. So we like to say absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. So whilst we don't know how effective rice is, um, or even just cryotherapy, we don't know how, how effective cryotherapy is. And this is for a number of reasons, because of, for example, poor study design, lack of control groups, different interpretations of rice. Um, not every Rice sounds as though everyone will be doing it the same. I can promise you they're not. Different methods of cooling, uh, different cooling temperatures, different durations of cooling, different durations of treatment. So it's not just as simple as everyone is doing this in the same way. And why are we using rice? What are we using it for? Are we using it for muscle injuries? Are we using it for muscles post-exercise? Are we using it for tendon ligament injury? 
Are we using it to cool down tendons, ligaments, post-exercise? Are we using it for joint injury or pain? Or are we using it for foot pain? So there's lots of different ways in which potentially cryotherapy could be used. And the shocking thing really is that very few studies have used cryotherapy as the only intervention. It's almost always used alongside other types of intervention such as compression, elevation and rest. So RICE was the first but then all these other acronyms have followed along. So high RICE, PRICE, PRICES, PRINCE, RICER, POLICE. Um, so if we look at these in a little bit more detail <laughs> they all involve ICE. ICE actually hasn't been thrown out. Um, in fact if we look at REST Rest hasn't been thrown out. It's only missing in police. Um, it's If we look at compression, compression is still there in all of these acronyms. And <laughs> surprisingly, elevation. So actually, all of these uh, new acronyms supposedly that are better than RICE that have been developed, they all still, actually apart from the last one, police, they all involve rest, ice, compression, elevation. So although people are trying to persuade you that rice is wrong, um, it's still there. So coming back to, to human ankles, um, this is a 2012 uh, paper. Insufficient evidence from randomized controlled trials to determine the relative effectiveness of rice therapy for acute ankle strains in adults. Treatment decisions must be made on an individual basis, carefully weighing the relative benefits and risks of each option and must be based on expert opinions and national guidelines. So they're, they're sitting on the fence a little bit. So when it comes to horses, what evidence do we have that cryotherapy rest or, or not not rest ice compression elevation what what evidence do we have that the ice part the cold the cryotherapy part is beneficial well the interesting thing is if we look at professional endurance racing um whether you like it or not it, it is professional um and they have been using ice aggressively for a long time now it's particularly used in cooling horses in the vet gate. Now, bringing the body temperature down is not just bringing down, uh, it's affecting muscles, it's affecting tendons and ligaments, it's affecting the feet, and they know that ice in the feet is incredibly effective at reducing foot pain um, and reducing uh, lameness, reducing apparent lameness. And also appears to be incredibly effective at reducing concussive laminitis. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So RICE is a human acronym. Does it apply to horses? Well, the first thing, rest, we know is, is very difficult to achieve complete rest in horses. Reduced activity is probably what we can aim for. Ice can be used. Compression can be used. Um, I've not seen really good examples of elevation in horses yet. So really, we're, we're stuck with, um, if we're going to take anything from the RICE acronym, we're stuck with the ice and compression. And, I mean, there is a lot of difference, of course, between horses, dogs, people. But there's a lot of similarities. We've got muscles. We've got tendons. Um, we are loading uh, the ankles. We're loading the, uh, the, the fetlock joints. The uh, you know we're loading the knee. So there's a lot of similarity um, between humans, dogs, horses. The one thing that is striking, of course, with uh, the horse is that we have no muscle. Uh, below the the carpus um we have no muscle as you can see at the same level in the hind limb so the the lower limbs of the horse don't actually have muscle they only have tendon ligament and bone and we know that uh hypothermia cryotherapy is uh it has an important impact when we're looking at conditions such as laminitis we know it's an incredibly important part of the management in terms of limiting the severity and also uh, in terms of pain management as well and there's been a number of papers looking at the effectiveness of different uh, cooling approaches um, some of which appear to be more effective than others so Coming back to the survey that, that Gillian and I ran this year, um, which was an anonymous survey uh, disseminated via Facebook, uh, it was 95 respondents, uh, all of them completed, uh, very good physios. Um, we asked about qualifications and we found that uh, the majority were animal only qualified, but about 30% human and animal. We found that uh, the majority of these were treating animals only and uh, we found that that the majority uh, what percentage we asked are if you treat animals what percentage of horses and uh, the majority were treating over 75 percent were horses and we then asked do you recommend cryotherapy as part of the treatment for a therapy for an injury and again Probably not surprising, the majority saying yes, but for the acute stage only, um, yes, for the acute and subacute stage only. And we asked, do you recommend the use of cryotherapy as part of routine lower limb management? So that's essentially uh, riders putting on cold boots after training or competition. Um, and 
just over 25, what about 28% said often, um, 40% sometimes. And we asked if you recommend cryotherapy, how do you recommend it's applied? Interestingly, the most common was still cold hosing followed by uh, cold gel packs, cooling boots from the freezer. Uh, still surprisingly, few people using cooling machines like Zaymar, Game Ready, uh, and some people still recommending clay. Um, they obviously haven't seen <laughs> that paper I published. Um, we had a few strange responses as well. Um, damp towel, depends what I'm treating, I guess is, is reasonable. Sea river, if accessible. Spa, ice up massage, spray, and incrediware. And I mean, deep freeze sprays are not very effective. I don't believe that incrediware actually very effective. Um, and as I say, this is the paper where we showed that clay is pretty ineffective. Um, th these gels are pretty ineffective. The uh, the water boots, the evaporative cooling boots are very in pretty ineffective. The most effective is standing in ice and water, by far the most effective, followed by uh, hosing and then sort of ice boots that are uh, cooled down in the freezer. Um, and then this is again interesting because it's part of the problem that we have in that we don't have standardization. You can see that the some people recommended using our cryotherapy for only five minutes, some people recommended 25 to 30. Um, and it's fairly almost sort of split between five to 10, 10 to 15, 15 to 20 minutes. So there's no real uh, agreed time limit. So are horses a special case? And especially when we think about using cryotherapy prophylactically, that's to prevent something happening. Um, well, if we look at tendon injuries, for example, we know that most tendon injuries are due to cumulative damage rather than a single catastrophic effect. And we've been saying this really for a long time, almost getting on for 20 years. Um, I think owners still tend to believe <coughs> excuse me, that tendon injuries are a one-off, isolated, unlucky accident. Uh, the evidence points to the fact that they're not. They're down to cumulative damage. And we've started to recognise the role that heat plays in tendon injuries. Tendons are elastic when they are stretched. Uh, and uh, released they produce heat and we know that tendons get hot because of uh, a study by Alan Wilson Alan Goodship quite an old study now 1994 um, but not really been repeated um, and this was galloping for a short period of time on a treadmill without boots and you can see that tendon temperatures are second only to the muscle temperatures and we also know from the same groups uh, subsequent work that if we take tendon cells out and culture them and we expose them to heat they're actually not very good at tolerating heat. Um, 10 minutes of 45 degrees then about 10% die but 10 minutes of 48 degrees C about 75% of them die and 
they concluded, Helen Birch, from this study, repeated hypothermic, this is high temperature insults, may compromise cell metabolism of matrix components resulting in tendon central core degeneration. Essentially, that means the when the cells are damaged or killed, they release inflammatory mediators and inflammation weakens the structure of the tendon. Now, people might say, oh, yes, but only 10% of the, the cells in tendon are living. The rest are just structural. Well, that's true. But you, if you, uh, even if you kill a few percentage or damage a few percentage of those cells, they can generate quite significant inflammation. And a very similar sort of finding uh, from a Japanese group a few years later. Uh, again, a similar sort of thing. As you increase the temperature, then more and more cells die. So the current recommendations for use of local cryotherapy in injured equine tendons and ligaments are very diverse. The well, We saw that actually even from the physios that we questioned. Um, and it's important for us to understand what happens in the tendon when we cool them um, because that should give us insight into how long we should be uh, applying cold and what sort of temperature. So, for example, here we have uh, ice water immersion. This is Andres Canep's work. And the surface temperature, not surprisingly, drops very quickly. Um, after about 10 minutes, the superficial digital flexor tendon has reached um, around sort of uh, 18, 19 degrees from 35 and the deep digital flexor tendon takes around about 20 minutes so not surprisingly that the tendon that is deeper in the body takes longer to reach that temperature and you can see on the right hand side how ineffective the uh, commercial cold pack was compared to ice water immersion this is exactly what i found in my study the uh, the cold packs drop the temperature uh, of the uh, of the skin uh, the surface, but the tendon temperatures hardly change at all. So this is just a waste of time. And <clears throat> this study uh, looked at uh, the the game ready system. Uh, it was actually originally a cool systems prototype. This then became game ready, and you can see here the uh, the that around fifteen minutes. Um, I believe the, the temperature was uh, just between 0 and 5 degrees. Yes, you can see that along the bottom here. That's the, the temperature of the uh, in, in the cooling splint. And you can see that the tendon temperature dropped from 30 to about sort of 16 in 15 minutes. So one of the other interesting uh, conclusions from this study was that they also looked at tendon cells exposed to cold uh, as low as 10 degrees C for one hour. And they found that, the, that there wasn't any difference in viability from that of the cells that were maintained at body temperature. So we have to come to the conclusion that tendon cells are much better at coping with cold than they are with heat. And uh, this is a, a, a quote from uh, a veterinary clinics of North America equine practice on cryotherapy techniques. This was uh, just from last year. 
In contrast to humans, the equine distal limb is tolerant of prolonged periods of hypothermia with minimal adverse consequences, providing an excellent opportunity for the use of cryotherapy. We should know that from the fact that horses uh, can survive quite well in snow and ice when the ground is frozen and their feet are incredibly cold. They are adapted to that. They, they tolerate that much better than they do hot sand, um, hot desert conditions on the feet. And there's some new things coming in as well. Uh, something called contrast therapy, which involves a period of cooling followed by a reverse and a period of heating. Um, and this is a new, uh, new therapy that was published in 2020 uh, describing um, how it worked, but as yet I don't believe there are any papers showing its use in treating injuries in horses. And this is a fairly, another fairly recent uh, equine practice, veterinary clinics in North America, uh, and this is by uh, Kyla Ortved, and this is a quote, cryotherapy is effective at decreasing swelling secondary cellular necrosis, inflammation, and pain. The tissue temperature should be maintained at 10 to 19 degrees for 15 to 20 minutes, two to four times daily to optimize therapeutic effects. So this seems to go all completely against the uh, anti-rest ice compression elevation uh, in human medicine and sport, except that the anti-rice doesn't appear to be anti-ice. Uh, even though um, Gary Rynell would have you believe that. So in summary, at least anti-ice may not be anti-rice anti may not be anti-ice. And as we've said, absence of evidence is not evidence of absence of an effect. There's been this huge focus on ankle sprains in human medicine, um, and they still haven't really come to a conclusion. And the problem is that few of the studies that have investigated local cryotherapy, they've always had other interventions as well. So they haven't been able to isolate out the benefits of ice. Now, from working with horses, we know there is strong evidence to support the use of local cryotherapy in laminitis, including in concussive laminitis. We've got strong empirical evidence to support the, whole, the use of whole body cooling in endurance, including large muscle groups, it doesn't seem to cause any problems. And it looks like if you want to decrease the deep tissue, DDFT, SDFT temperature, then you're looking at 15 minutes at five degrees C external, naught to five degrees external, standing in ice and water really is, or, or using um, a circulating coolant system and they, we've got good evidence as well that equine tendon cells may be more tolerant to cold than they are to heat so my conclusion is that we should be using uh, cryotherapy for lower limbs post-exercise in order to help reduce tendon infl and ligament inflammation and weakening um, but we're still waiting for evidence to support that. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and the Stable Science series. If you want to learn more about this topic and our work, head over to the drdavidmarlin.com website. Our website and community of members discuss a wide breadth of topics and the website houses thousands of articles, webinars, videos and research, all designed to help horse owners, riders, trainers and breeders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. The drdavidmarlin.com site is an independent information resource for all equestrians, a source of unbiased, science-based research. To learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.